Welcome to Around the NRL. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs, Jam Brown, Steve Maven. What's doing, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. G'day, boys. How are we? Big week ahead. Oh, well, it was a big weekend that just happened. Um, the World Cup, there was a couple of really banging games. Well, the Australian game was a, was a tight contest. few errors in it, but um, certainly a willing contest, plenty of collisions. And then the other game, plenty of points scored, 27-26. Uh, an absolute classic. Went into overtime. With a with a match winning field goal, and we'll talk about that one a bit a bit later on. Oh yeah, it was both games. The Aussies game. What about the Fox try? We're going to talk about that in a minute. Oh. It was one of the best tries you'll ever see. And I got it wrong with Samoa. I had the Aussies playing England in the final, and only got one out of two. But anyway, yeah, both good games, Brownie. Yeah, top games. And look, we had a couple of blowouts throughout the tournament, but. Uh, when uh, the you know the the semi-finals came around, two teams or the four teams, uh, one team decided by two points, the other one decided by one point. Yeah. So I think the uh, organisers got it right. Well, that was end. that was the Samoa we expected, not the one that got sixty put on him. And I think a lot of people, including me, got put off by that. But through that whole team, they've got some talent, and this final promises to be a cracker. But we'll firstly look at the Kangaroos sixteen, Kiwis fourteen, and. Our boy Cameron Murray scored a try off the bench. Now, we spoke about him coming off the bench, and it, like you said, chaps, it raised a few eyebrows, but it's working out pretty good because we've got a solid pack with Yo and Martin, and then Cam comes on and to a tiring opposition. Very dangerous, and he oh, scored well, three tries in two games. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we scored four tries in the tournament, but we'll get to that later on. Look, look basically, the Kiwis started off pretty hot. I mean, led by their halves, a real dominant um, half 5-8 performance by... By Brown and Hughes, I thought they laid the platform there. Um, he had a hand in a, in a couple of tries, that Brown. Um, outstanding first half, but they didn't seem to be able to back it up with no field position in the second half. Yeah, uh, 100% right, chaps. I thought it was all the Kiwis in, in the first uh, period of the game, and obviously they came up uh, trumps early. They scored very early in the piece, and uh, they looked very dangerous. Uh, they were completing sets. I think they were near faultless in the first half, I think they only made one error, but that all came crashing down in the second half when they made a couple of back-to-back errors, which obviously, I think, uh, probably lost them the game. But, yeah, uh, the Cougars were really good early, but uh, a great defensive effort from both teams, Yeah, but more so the Aussies uh, because they were under a lot of pressure early. Well, the two halves combined for the first try, I think. It was Brown kicked it over. Hughes tapped it back and, and they scored. But the next try, um, Australia were about... On halfway line, I think the, uh, the dummy half chucked it out to Cleary. He got pressure from the inside, passed it over to Ben Hunt, kicked it from about his 40, flying out towards the sideline, and then you just seen this, like a bloke shot out of a cannon. Um, Josh Adokar flew through, caught it on the five, in full stride, dived down sliding, and, the, and those fans in that corner would have got a great thrill over. Well, it's one of the greatest tries you'll ever see, and he scored it in a sudden-death semi-final in a World Cup. The Fox is electric, and like Vossi said, the fastest man on the planet, and <laughs> he's been good for us. He's featured a lot on our YouTube shorts on... Who, Vossi or Adoka? Yeah, well, not Vossi, no. <laughs> Vossi's been good too. But... Yeah, Vossi would be good. He's a South supporter. We need to get him on for a chat. If you're watching this, Andrew, expect the call. Well, the Fox, the obviously the leading try scorer of the tournament, and he's mm. came up with a pearler there. I don't think... Anyone else in the NRL or in rugby league around the world would have scored that try. Only the Fox would have scored that try. It was pure instinct. Uh, he obviously read what Ben Hunt was going to do. 
He had the ability to stay on side mm. because, like you said, chaps, the ball went through a couple of sets of hands before the ball was kicked. Um, and Fox did a tremendous job catching it on the fly. Um, the the winger, the opposition winger, he didn't know what was going Rapana on. Mano just went, oh, well, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, look, I don't know if it's an outlandish statement. I know Mano's just got the um, the golden boot. We'll get to that a bit later. But it's th- that's been judged purely on the World Cup, which is a bit different. The golden boot used to be the best player in the world. Yeah, Josh Adokar has been the best player in this tournament. I know it's strange yeah. to say from a winger. Mm. But there's been a few games where he's just taken over. Well, chaps, he's been outstanding, Josh Adokar. Well, chaps, Fossey said this on SCN this morning with Brandy, and he made the point, and I agree that they've named the Golden Boot before the final of the World Cup, and it's it's been judged on the World Cup. So obviously, Manu got it. He's played well, no doubt about it. He's run for four thousand meters, but he, his team is not in the final. And blokes like the Fox, who's been the best player, and also Luai, who could come out in the final and carve Australia up and should be the golden boot player. I don't understand that, Brownie. Why they would award That's a great it? Great point. Wait. Great yeah. point, Mova. Mm. Um, if you're going to do it purely on this tournament alone, by the looks of it, has because yep. guy um, blokes like that we pointed out a few weeks ago, Ipapa is the number nine for this team that they've yep. brought out. Yep. You, know, you wouldn't have heard of him before this tournament, Ben and Aussie. No. Um, why wouldn't you just wait for the final and do your summation on that? Look, Nathan Cleary could come out of a uh, and brain him or, or Josh Adokar has another massive game and he wins it or mm-hmm. one of the young... Even even Stephen Crichton, he's had a tournament. Oh, yeah. I didn't, Very influential. I, I didn't know that was a criteria now. I, I thought the Golden Boot was the best player no, they changed in it. the world. Yeah, they changed but it. But apparently, like you boys just said, I, I'm unaware of it, uh, that it was purely based on this particular tournament. Uh, if it was the best player in the world, I'd probably say, mm. yes, Joey Manu. But for this tournament, mm. even though, like you said, Mavo, he's run for big metres, I think he's run for over 300 metres in each of the games he played. Uh, I still think there's other players out there that have been more dominant than Joey Manu. It's pretty special, his performance. But still, like I said, the points I made. But we'll have a quick look at the 17 they've named. And the Rabbitohs have three in there. Thomas Burgess, Cameron, Captain Cameron Murray and... Keon's on the bench. And your boy, you just mentioned him, Pape from mm. PNG. Now you, you, bit of a you, smoky, yeah. You pegged him early. He's ran a lot of metres. He's a, he's ran, Like we mentioned him on a couple of shows ago. He, in one game, he ran for the most metres out of any forward on the field, which is unheard of for a hooker. But yeah. he's held Harry Grant out of the hook and roll. Now, oh. if you were picking an, a, a, a side, anyone you could have in the world. Just one sec, is this recording? Yeah. <laughs> huh? would, you would you pick a Pape... <laughs> Before you'd pick Harry Grant to start it. Well, well you can bring Harry off the bench. That's what the price would have that been at the start of it? <laughs> um, but look, and put it this way: if you look at the English um, hooker, I forget his name now. He ran for four meters in that semi-final the other day. Yeah, mm. one of the biggest games of the year. Very open play, mm. twenty-seven, twenty-six. You put Ipape in that English team. I think they go on a boot Samoa. There they mm. go. Well, that's we how just, influential he was. We just mentioned uh, Vossi before, and the way he called, and we spoke about it, about Pape, that um, you know the alarm bells. A ringing every time he picks the ball up because he's always looking to run. Yep. He's very creative out of dummy half, and that's well deserved. Uh, great recognition uh, for you know the way he played in the World Cup and obviously the way Papua New Guinea uh, performed. Yeah. So we'll move on to the Samoa twenty-seven, England twenty-six. Well, it was an instant we, classic. Just before we go on to that, what about yeah. um they come under huge criticism, the halves in particular, Nathan Cleary. Oh, I was going to say that. I yeah. thought it was a little a little unfounded. I, I look, I know. Look, there's plenty of times where I think they had opportunities to organise 
to get some early ball out to the left and put some set plays on. And that really fell on Munster's shoulders for mine, not not Cleary. I don't think Cleary had his best game or any, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's only a couple of games into it, Brownie. Exactly. He's made his debut uh, on this tour. And I think we're maybe People a little bit... That. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a yeah. little bit too harsh. And I just heard Mal Meninga speaking uh, on the mainstream media and they're quite happy with the way Cleary is progressing. He's playing with a new... Basically a new team, a new spine. He's only got a couple of his teammates in the team uh, that he plays with the Penrith uh, Panthers. But, uh, yeah, to play with a new hooker, obviously Cameron Munster. There's different styles of players to the, the, the boys that he's got in his uh, club land. So, look, um, you know, I think he's doing a, a great job at the moment. If it's cast your mind back when he made his debut at the Origin... I think he made his debut at that uh, Melbourne game. Mm. We got the win, but he wasn't convincing either. Well, there was a question mark over his performance in Origin, and that's the, right. the word was out that he w- couldn't play in the big games. That's right. But he, he ended up answering the critics in that format, didn't and he? And now look at him in Origin. Mm. So I'm sure he'll do the same job uh, with Australia. He'll improve week in, week out. Look for a big game for him, him uh, in the final well, on Sunday morning. I think morning. people are just disappointed. You've got Latrell, Mitchell and the, and the Fox, who we've already spoken about. Mm. Look, from, from my count, I think Latrell really only got one bit of early ball in the second half. The other times he touched it um, was a carry out of dummy half and he caught two bombs, diffused two bombs late in the game. That's it. That's the whole second half yeah. for mm. one of the most explosive players on the field. Mm. Um, that's where a lot of fingers were pointed back at the halves, well, I guess. It was a little bit strange too, Chats, because throughout the whole tournament, we've been going down that left-hand hedge. Now, maybe you've got to give credit uh, to the opposition and, and their defensive efforts because mm. um, throughout the tournament, you have a look at all the, the leading try scorers, the Fox, uh, Latrell Mitchell has come up with a couple of pearler of tries, Angus Crichton has done a great job down that left-hand edge. So, mm. a little bit strange. Is it Cameron Munster's fault that uh, I, I, yeah, they I, I, weren't I am going to put it on him because there was a couple of times where they had him lined up to the left. One time mm. Cleary went out to the left. Um, he, it was Luttrell and then Crichton. Crichton was just about to come underneath and put Luttrell on the outside for the for the um, out-the-back ball and two-on-one to, to um, the Fox. He went back on the inside to, to Yo and got tackled. And with that one of Murray scores next yeah. play. There was another one where... Munster was skipping around over the left-hand side and all he had to do was turn Latrell underneath and he was one-on-one with um, Kieran Foran, who wins that battle. Yeah. Mm. Instead, he doesn't. Dummies to him and throws it to Crichton. Crichton ended up running a shepherd and they penalised him. Mm. Well, so there's yeah. plenty of times they had opportunities. They, they just did not ice the players. I've noticed that too. And you've got the, the Tari Ferrari and the fastest men in the world outside him and you yeah. turn the ball inside. Wake up to yourself, Cameron. Huh. Give, Munster. Give him the ball. Yeah, but, but also it's probably a good argument for those people saying, oh, Latrell should be in the centres. Well, you're going to get games like that from Latrell. He doesn't even get the ball. No mm. ball. He's not even yeah. involved. Yeah. Mm. So whereas, whereas you, you, you force him in, into the game at fullback. Yeah. yeah, whereas from fullback. And it's, it's a little runs. bit different at the Rabbitohs because we work a lot down our left-hand edge. So I'm sure if Latrell oh. was <laughs> left centre at the Rabbitohs, he'd be seeing a lot more ball than what he did the other day. Mm. But yeah. in saying that, speaking of tries... I just want to give the Kiwis a, a big rap in their try that they scored down oh, their yeah. left-hand edge. In the first half, yeah. That was great. A bit of uh, teamwork, and obviously their catch and pass was just second to none. And they just did it straight off the back of a, a Nelson Osofa-Salamona run, who he just rampaged over the top of Harry Grant, pulled the team apart, got up, played the ball nice and quick, and it was just a beautiful catch and pass down the sideline mm. to Ronaldo Mulatalo. 
Flew it back on the inside to Dylan Brown, who again, we said he had a big first half. Johnny on the spot, went around under the post, and mm. that was a beautiful... I think that was their second try. That was a beautiful And, and try. every ball was just perfect. And it had out to, in front. It yep. had to be out in front. Uh, the ball didn't touch the body, just caught it in the hands. It was just like a training drill. And then, like you said, uh, the winger, Ronaldo, run down that sideline. He burned off our winger. Mm. And then it was a difficult pass back inside because... He had some Aussies coming back, uh, supporting mm. down the middle. On oh, full speed, yeah. Hit, hit him right out and hit him on the chest. right on the chest. And uh, well, Dylan the Kiwis Brown went far away. Let's, let's, no. let's, well, let's not they... think we killed it out there because no. that second half, where Rapana was offside on that one, mm. where Moses Leota did this miracle around the corner ball and they scored in the corner. There was also another one late in the game where I think Joey Mano made a big break and then they ripped mm. up that. Then they ended up shifting it to the right and the bloke come through and put it down the corner and ended up putting it down on the sideline. Well, they came to play. When they scored that try, as we're talking about, I thought, hello, they're here to play. This could be anything. Yeah. I think they took the lead then, and they they led a couple of times. So, And, and a special we, mention to Liam Martin. Like, what a contest. Mm. He, he got man of the match, and deservedly yep. so. Yep. There's a period in the second half where there was a bit of pushing and shoving. It was all, well, actually, Cam Murray led a couple of these blues. That, um, so I was really yeah. you, sticking Cam. up for his teammates. And um, and then Liam Martin belted um, Nelson, dropped it. Mm. And then a couple of plays. The next set of six, they got the ball. Um, Fisher-Harris... Come flying out of the line, and and Liam Martin met him again and flogged him. Yeah, and yeah, let him know tough. about it too. Yeah, well, look, there's uh, there's no mates on the field, is there? No. They they teammates in clubland, but when you're playing uh, for your country, it's all systems go. And uh, yeah, that was a good little battle out there between Martin and um, Fisher Harris. Well, the game's changed a lot over the years, but if you can physically get it over your opposition player, over which you used to make sure you did that, mm. it hasn't changed that much, has it? No, it hasn't. It, well. Back in the day, you could do a little bit more of the rough stuff than you can now, but the same principle applies. You want to make sure he, your opposition centre or lock or whatever it is knows you're out there, and when he gets the ball, you're going to be putting shots on him, and if they start having a look, then you've won that battle. You like stand over a few blocks? Oh, Back in the day, Brandy? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, was, that was the goal, wasn't it? You always um, wanted to go out there and get one over your opposition number. Hmm. Oh, um, yeah. And a lot of hasn't the time... Changed. Hasn't no, changed? No, it hasn't. And I'm sure Latrell will be looking to get one over Crichton this week. That, yeah. That's going to be a huge battle. It's going to be um, huge. Now, the, uh, I was just going to say, so, you know, it was, it was talking about the, the one-on-one, so... Clear, he's talking about playing against Luai. He hasn't played against him since they were kids, and so that's a big battle. But oh, wow, yeah, yeah. And, and we didn't mention that. Cherry. I mean, Cherry Evans is a proven performer at that level, and he's probably not going to get the nod. But you know, there'd be people saying, "Well, you know, you could have probably put Cherry there, and he would steer this team around maybe better than Cleary." But that's an argument that we're not going to win. But yeah, so there's oh. going to be some big battles. And do you want to talk about that game now? The the, the well, game we, of the they tournament. went from Leeds um, on the on the Friday night, and then. Drove all the way down to London, and they played at the Emirates, which is Arsenal's Gunners Stadium. Yep, fantastic stadium. And look, they they started started pretty hot. The Samoans, I think, it sort of shocked the English crowd a little bit, stunned them a little bit. They mm. just played with a lot of width, and, and the Pommies just couldn't handle it. That that first try, um, Lafay. Now he wasn't really a big star in the NRL, but he got outside that English guy. No dramas with Milford combining with Luai. Just a lot of speed and, and whip, whip in their play, and they, they got off to a flyer. Well, Lafayette looks like he's put on five or ten kilos. He looks huge. Yes, he and, does. Uh, and he's made the side ahead of Latrell Mitchell in the World Cup starting side. So, mm. yeah, that says how good he's going. But, yeah, they were up for it, chaps. The, oh, the, yeah. the pride in the jersey. You've just seen with the, uh, the, the hucker at the start that they were fired up. They got in the opposition's faces and... 
But the Poms rallied and, you know, they nearly got it at the end, but they just... Uh, Georgie Williams, big game. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's big been tournament. doing it over in England for years. He came out here and started pretty good in Canberra, but he sort of dropped off a little bit, got a bit mm. homesick. I think we've spoken about that before, but... But he had a huge tournament, nine try assists in the tournament. Mm. Great little player, plays with plenty of energy, plays on the ball. He always wants the ball in his hands. And yeah, and well-deserved uh, being named in, in that team as well. Uh, yeah. Georgie Williams, I thought he had a really good tournament. Did Everything Eng- England did. Can't he break a tackle? He was yeah, instrumental. But when, he, when his team needed him, he burst through and put him back in the Twice, game. Yeah, 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 a couple of times. First half, he done it late in that game where he put, who also had a monster game, and Brisbane Broncos fans like Ben Decker would be um, rubbing their hands together. Herbie Farnworth, what, yeah. what a contest he had. He's on the yeah. market. Big Bert. He's yeah. he's, he might be a, a centre that we could be looking for. But chaps, one of the turning points of the game was when Victor the Inflictor, who's been in the news for a couple of reasons <laughs> beside throwing that intercept, but it was a clean ball straight to Crichton and he... That was a good pass. <laughs> That's what Crichton said, anyway. But um, look, anyway, it wasn't his best 24 hours, Victor. Uh, well, I could see what he was trying to do. Had he got the ball on the outside, it might have been a try up the other end. He's given Crichton an opportunity who's come up with a couple of big intercepts in big games over the years. Yeah, as We, that, we that know one. more than anyone. Put him up 26-20 to 20 and then it, and there was that man, George Williams, again busted through, put Farmworth away for a great try. And didn't he show a turn of speed mm. to hold off the opposition? Mm. And then right, I think it was 15 seconds to go, um, who was it? The, Bateman. The, Bateman busted through. No, it wasn't Bateman. It was the other one. The other Whitehead. Canberra. Whitehead busted through. And Victor's calling back on the inside for the ball. Maybe you should let him die with it. It was 15 seconds to go. Yeah, yeah. He flicked it back, and Victor overran it and dropped it. And that was silly. It wasn't a great pass, but he shouldn't have been calling for the ball. No, well, I thought they should have, he should have just took the tackle, and they had a chance to slot a field exactly. goal right at the death there. But silly football, and it cost him in the end because Samoa got it done in Golden Point in a thriller. Well, like again? you said earlier, right. Mavo, um, they were too good a team and, and too good a players uh, to not perform well at the World Cup. Yeah. I mean, they performed poorly in that first game and everybody wrote them off, including me. Um, but, yeah, they hit back with some nice wins throughout the tournament and then obviously come up and beat one of the heavyweights in the semi-final to march through to the grand final of the World Cup. There was a couple of catch and passes from their halves, uh, Milford and Luai, that were under so much pressure. Incredible. Quite a, Did you see that set play players. where they scored? Mm. Yeah. Just a real catch and pass under pressure that not many players can make. Milf yep. got yep. it out there. Luai summed it up pretty quick. But it was late in the game. Milf's defence sort of let him down a little bit. Um, that was the one where I think Georgie busted for him and put mm. the farm worth away. So yeah. yep. you always get that with the Milf, a little bit of um, rocks and diamonds. You do. And... You probably heard that the England team went out to celebrate, or not celebrate, to drown their sorrows, their Mad Monday, as you call it. And um, one of the England players invited an Irish player to to the turnout. And I think he's got form, this Irish player, because he was arcing up, being a, being a bit of a smarty, having a go at the coach, because the coach left him out. So he got a bit lippy. And by all accounts, this is what Joey Manu says, that, that Radley was only defending the coach and headbutted the bloke and he split him and <laughs> but chaps you were saying that uh you don't like you wouldn't like to see him suspended as a result. Well we know that being South fans that he's worth ten points to us. Every, he's, one, he's been one of our best players the last couple of years when we play them. Yeah. So we don't want to see him suspended international rugby league. Leave him alone, he's ours. Yeah. But um, no, I think what he said, he said something to him like, you're not good enough to play for Australia. And that's how the fight started. Oh, he's a rugby wow. union player, that guy, wasn't he? Okay. Okay, yeah. He's, a, he's an Irish rugby union player and he's oh, got form. Yeah, okay, well, that's mm. not the... It's always blue one. 
There's yeah. a few conflicting uh, stories oh, yeah, there. Victor but conflicting Invicta. Yeah. Victor the inflicting story, <laughs> but conflicting stories. But I think in the story I read that Victor's got some form on the board. He tackled a bloke and got a couple of games in at the when they were out somewhere. Was that a Byron? Yeah, he's got in trouble with Byron. Yeah, look, he's one player that you want on your side. Don't you? you want him standing beside you? Yeah, the tournament didn't have his whether, best game on the weekend, but whether you're on the field or whether you're in a stink yeah. out in the street, yeah. you want him by your side on uh, the streets of Byron, Victor. Don't worry about that. I was a VB Victor too. Yeah. Uh, so, Aussie's take on Samoa this Sunday, the twentieth, well it's Sunday our time at three a.m. at Old Trafford. Great time slot, three a.m. for Aussies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done, World Cup again. Yeah. So. Oh well, it is. It's over the the Northern Hemisphere, so they've got to play it to suit their times over there. But yeah, but the Australian game the other day was six forty-five. It was a great time it was slot. Good. I yeah. know a lot of people have got up and watched that game. I, mm. I don't know if they'll be doing that for the final. Yeah. Nah, mm. no, well, I don't think many will be sitting up to watch it at 3am, but yeah, it promises to be a huge clash, and look, I've had a look, I think the difference could be for us in the forwards, I mean, they've got a, their, their backs are sensational, but I, I don't know if they can match it with us in the forwards, but hey, I could be wrong, what about you boys, how you see it going? Well, they've got some good front rowers, I mean, Josh cool. Papali'i, they've got Junior Paolo, mm. should, he be, should he be playing, first of all, yeah. <laughs> how do you get off that tackle? Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. He got off that one. When he dropped Tommy on his head. Straight on his head. Yeah, poor old Tom. Hope you're all right. Shout out <laughs> to you, mate. For you. Well, I've seen uh, young Jack Capmanolo wearing your 4B over there in England, representing just like you, Brownie. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a great gear. Yep. Do yourself a favour. Well, <laughs> Jump another, online. Another question mark comes up. If Samoa end up a top-tier nation now they've made the World Cup final, what happens to the Samoan players? Are they eligible for State of Origin? That's right. I was going to ask the same question. they can't play State of Origin if you're a top-tier nation. That's right. Right. Well, there you go. So do they go? Or have they already played? Because they've already played, well, that's all right. Well, well, are they going to be a top tier nation now? How, what what is the criteria? Oh, well, if they, if, if they win their game on yeah. Sunday at three a.m., they well, even if they don't, be. even if they don't, they're the second best in the world. Yeah, mm. there you go. Be interesting to see what the rankings points come in. I think top tier nation. They're saying, saying top four. Is that right? Mm. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how it all works. Let's but move, let's inside that, uh, maybe I think the Aussies will be too strong. I think the Samoans will put on a, a great fight. Don't worry okay. about that. They play with passion. It's going to be a mad atmosphere at the Theatre of Dreams down there at Old Trafford. We've been there ourselves uh, to watch games and watch World Cup finals. Um, but, yeah, I just think the Aussies will be too strong in the end. But like you said, chaps, um, there's a couple of little loopholes there that we can target. Yeah, I think Jack White will have a big game. Jack White up against Lafayette. I think that's a, a place we can expose him defensively. Um, edge players will be having a field day up against Milford if he's going to be out there for 80 minutes I know yeah. where I'm heading yep. well, straight at Milford and so if you're up. watching this Nathan Cleary and Cam Munster get the ball to our man the Tarara Tari Ferrari I was going to say maybe <laughs> maybe Mal should mm. play some South tape about how they get to the left and one of those <laughs> ones where you know AJ's scoring all those tries on the left but yeah I think if they get plenty of ball they're going to be extremely hard to beat I think they're the odds are they're a dollar something and somehow seven dollars. I mean that's probably a little bit inflated, but yeah, I don't, I can't see him beating us. But I was wrong last week, and we, we shall see. Even Australia, if Australia don't go out and play their best, they can still win the game. That's why the odds are like that. Mm. Yes, you know, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Maybe they rode off the Samoans, so they yeah. shouldn't have been there last week. Yeah, and they're in the final. So, and the main thing about it is the Aussies have got two rabbitos. And the Samoans have got none. So you know where we're going for here at Bunnies TV. Let's move on to the NRL draw. Now, I wrote a little story last week when I saw it. I was a little bit outraged that 
after three years of no home openers, we were not given a home opener again. Now, I know there's circumstances about COVID and we had to go to Brisbane and that's, that's why, but we're due for a home opener, surely. And if we don't get one next year, there should be an investigation. And on top of that, we still didn't get any home games. I know you're not going to be happy about that, no. chaps. We don't get a home game till round four. Disgusting and, draw. And the other thing Disgusting. I've been looking for, just on a personal note, is that I want to go up to see the new stadium at, at the Cowboys, uh, Combank, uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. I haven't had a chance to do that. We've only played mm. there once, I think. Mm. And I thought, yeah. okay, last year we, we played the Cowboys down here. This year, next year it should be up there. Yep. It's back down here again. <laughs> so whoever's doing this draw are just putting the pen so through a lot of things. We're not having a chance to get up there and go down Mark Murray Drive, walk into the stadium and, yeah. and view it. So if mm. we're not getting a home game next year, and if we're not up at Graham Murray the, the, Drive, brand, the brand new stadium in, up at um, Queen, North Queensland, then there's going to be hell to pay. You're going to have to answer to us here on Bunnies TV. We're going to be calling you out and our draw makers. But there are... Other towns and cities we can go and visit. Tamworth, Sunshine Coast, Perth and Cairns, boys. All late in the season. Mm. Uh, all home, Pretty much all of them are home games. We're taking our We're on the home road games the entire, yeah, the on, last our, month on the road. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And like a, one thing that's good, we've got uh, four decent, fairly easy games on the run home. I think it's uh, St. George, um, the, 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 um, Newcastle. The buy and the roosters, so they're all yeah. <laughs> we've got all them penciled in. That uh, are you calling the roosters an easy game? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, why not? We've smashed them last, aren't we? We've got, got a few buys late in the season, don't we? I think we've got yeah. three in the last ten rounds. We've got the wood on them, obviously the the roosters. It's going to be a huge clash in round three when we take them on. Well, that's our first home game, really. As I said, it's at Trelliant Stadium, so I'm counting that as a home game. We'll be there, I reckon, watching that one. I'm looking forward to that. But don't miss we, that one. and also Magic Round, we've got the Storm, so. That's another probably difficult game, but Magic Round, they reckon that's awesome going up there for that. Well, we should do that as a as a group at some stage if we can. It's a great weekend. Uh, obviously, it's a, an event, a big party uh, atmosphere up there, grand final type atmosphere, and all the teams are up there, but there's one team that won't be there, and that's the Newcastle Knights. They're the unfortunate ones mm. that are going to miss out yep. because, uh, obviously, the 17 competition as from next year. Mm. Um, Everyone's got to have a buy every week, and I don't know who got the buy. Well, they, they first round, but it wasn't us, and I'm not su- surprised it's not. They didn't really do us any. I other think it fight. might be the Dragons who got the buy the first round, okay? Because they were talking about Anthony Griffin. Um, he's obviously his job is under pressure. Yeah, he's, he needs to perform week in, week out, starting from the you know the, the go the, the outset. And, well, that makes um, sense because they probably need two points in the bank. Well, that's right, early. <laughs> <laughs> Take a bit of pressure off, yeah. Yeah, shout out to you, Riggers. Paul, uh, Paul Regani, he's a mad dragon. He's hasn't had much joy the last few years. And Thomas Fletcher was named along with Zach Fittler in a 41-man emerging blues squad named for a two-day training camp. And chaps were a little bit thin on Rabbitohs well, in that squad. Fox Sports put out an article and called him Thomas Fisher. I, t- I said that. I so, said his name yeah, was wrong. They, they, yeah. they stuffed that up. Um, look, Zach Fittler, well done to you. Um, there might be a Thomas. Looks like a good young player, but he be. was the third best um, forward in his team, back rower in his team. Yeah. <laughs> and none of the other two blokes made the team. Oh, you're joking. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. Well, Ethan Roberts didn't make it. No, that, that's, that, that's, that's steep. Young kid, steep. They didn't make it either. Yeah. They were better than him. Yeah. Yeah. We said that yeah. on the show that our Andrew Roberts, the grandson of the great Paul Roberts, so, played for South. He, he's, 
is superior. And it's because, I suppose, the, uh, who the coach is. That <laughs> we don't want to say anything about that, but there could be a well, Fisher. Where was Tyrone Munro and all them sort of bo- – a lot of South there is a, out, yeah. There is a Thomas Fisher from the Western Suburbs Magpies in the squad, so that's where the confusion might lie. Yeah. Thomas Fisher and Thomas Fletcher. Yeah. There you go. Well, Fox, Fox, Sports, I was Fox Sports put Thomas. it out and called him from South Sydney. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Get it right, Fox. You get it right here on Bunnies TV, that's for sure. But that, that'll be uh, a great experience. Nick wasn't happy. For, no, for Thomas. Nick Fletcher wasn't no, happy. No, Dad, Nick, he's a mad rabbit. Oh. Shout out yep. to you, mate. He'll be listening to this show as we speak. Yep. So, you probably already know this, but Daryl Lee is our major sponsor. And we are proud to have them because there's something special. In every bite, we're also sponsored by the Juniors Group of Clubs, NG Farrah Real Estate, Barnaby Water, Water with a Purpose. And you're watching this on one of our George's cameras. I'm just going to give a shout-out to Cameron Zamet, who sent us a message. Now, send us a message on our website. We've got a new website, too, bunniestv.au. You can also email us at rabbitosradio at gmail.com. Now, we're going to change that. That's going to be admin at bunniestv.au. Anyway, we'll put all that on the in the details of this video if you want to go and have a look. But he sent us a message on Instagram where we respond to our messages. We respond to our Facebook messages. So you can always get in contact with us if you've got some feedback. And also leave a comment at the bottom of this video. He said, just a shout out to you guys. Grew up with the Rabbitohs and I am the cousin of Mario Fennick. You looked up to Mavo and Brownie. You guys are doing, a, doing great work. I'm coaching my son at Mounties now in the 16s. And I learn a lot from your generation as far as work ethic and commitment. Keep up the great work. Thanks for that, Cam. Good on you, Cam. On you, Shout Cam. out to you, mate. Strong hope, club, the Mounties. Yep. Hope yep. the Mounties go well next season for you guys. Also, we've got a podcast listeners group on Facebook. Now, we can't change the name of that. It's got to still say as Rabbitohs Radio Podcast Listeners, but we get some great feedback in there. And uh, our mate, Paul Wixie, who's over there in the Philippines, put up a post about Phil Smith. Rabbitoh number 560. And it was a, it put up a photo and said, who is it? And his son, Ryan Smith, is in the group and said, that's my dad. And we had some people say that he was a great footballer. Unfortunately, he passed away um, way too young. And he played rugby union for the Wallabies. So, you know, wow. we don't do our remembering a Rabbitoh anymore. But in our group, we can still reminisce and talk about the old players and have a look at photos and, and have discussions. So if you want to join that, just... Put your name in there, and we'll let you in. And well, that, was a, that was a great segment, boys. I, I, I put it to uh, to all of us that we try and get something similar back on yeah. a regular occasion because mm. a lot of people used to lo- like that. Uh, remembering a Rabbitoh, we talk about all the old Rabbitohs yeah. that have played for this famous club. We done some good one over the years, didn't we? Yeah, good yeah. Ones. What, about, what about Wixie? Yeah, good too. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He does good. Mate, good work. Shout out to you, mate, over there in the Philippines. Yeah. Put so much content on. on Where does he get the content from? I'd like to know. I don't know. He's a former Maddo Tiger too, so he's from the area and he's over there living the life and he's converted a lot of his gang over there to Rabbitohs. You see him put up all the photos. Mm. (laughs) So he does well. Also, uh, Carpo from Crashing the Crappiners, they put out a new song and we shared it on our Instagram story. It's called For Tilly's Sake. It'll be out in December and Carpo said, the words were written by my friend Emma as part of a eulogy she wrote for her beautiful 15-year-old daughter, Matilda Tilly Rosewarn, who took her life earlier this year after being subjected to a vile campaign of bullying both online and in person. It's a real problem, that boys, isn't it? It makes Mm. me sick that people do that, like these Mm. keyboard warriors. I hate it. And Carpo, shout out to you, mate. Shout uh, out to you, Carpo. Well done, mate. And it ain't weak to speak. So, yeah. Sorry to hear that, Carpo. Terrible. 
Okay, so we started around the sports world, and we're going to clip that up as a separate show. And we do that because, you know, we want to build a wider audience. So if you all have made it to this part of the show and you see that we released that again, we don't really apologise for that because we just want to get some extra exposure for this segment. And this week, around the sports world, we're going to start off with Live Golf coming to Australia next year, boys. Now, I'm Mm. a golfer. I've got Mavaz Golf blog and I've... I haven't been playing much lately because I've got a dodgy knee. But it's great news for this country because the PGA has dominated the golfing world and it's a monopoly. And so, as you know, there's the, the four majors. Three of them are in the US, the Masters and, and the, the US PGA and the, the, British U, Open. the US Open and then the British Open. So there's no major golf in Australia like there is with the tennis. So this country has been neglected as far as the tour so the, the big players don't come here. There's no incentive to come here. There's no money to come here. And so our, our public and the golf in this country has just had to suffer because the PGA just decided we weren't worthy. And so we lost tournaments like the Australian Masters and, you know, it's, it, it wasn't good. So Live Golf comes along and I, I love it. They've injected all these hundreds of millions of dollars and blokes like Cameron Smith and some of the superstars of golf have gone there. And now they're having a, a tournament next year in um, Adelaide at the Grange Golf Club on the April the 21st. And it's all so just, it's all to do with Greg Norman because Greg Norman's say. been pushing it. Yeah, Greg Norman, obviously uh, one of our very own, is the one, the man behind all of this, isn't he? Yeah. And like people are saying, oh, they're having a shot at this because it's Saudi-backed and having a go at the, their human rights. And that's fair enough. I can understand that. But they were talking to Peter Malanukas, who's the... Prime, uh, the Premier of South Australia and asking him these questions, he said, well, look, yes, I understand that, but the, the Saudi is still a trading partner with Australia and we've got a, a defence agreement with them and there's a whole range of things that mean that, you know, that country can be considered, you know, as a, as a trading partner and and, the, and yeah, even though, yes, they have got civil uh, human rights things and they've got a whole lot of things that are in question, mm. the, the South Australian government's agreement is with Live Golf, not the government. So, yeah, and it's going to be great for this, the state. I mean, I haven't been to Adelaide. I mean, the missus have been planning to go. This might be a reason to go down there and have a look. Mm. Um, the, the Origin was going to be there, I think, last year. It got co- cancelled because of COVID. So there's a whole lot of reasons to go down to that stadium and have a look in that town. And I've been down there. Yeah, yeah, I went yeah I've been there. there. I went in and watched a big day out once, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a big drink down there it's for a couple yeah. of days. Jeez, I tell you what, it was bloody, bloody hot. It's January. Yeah. yeah. And that about, oh. Must have been 30 or 40 days in a row over 40 or something. The, the City of Churches, yeah. it's called. And they've got the, Bar- the, wineries, got mate, the Barossa yeah. Valley in that. Yeah, Some so of the greatest have. wines in, yeah. the, in the world. Don't forget McLaren Vale. It's not a bad yeah. spot either. Yeah, my old mate Rog, um, Dwayne uh, Royale, he, he used to live there and he told us about a few places to go. Um, there's a there's a place down on the beach, Glenelg. Glenelg yeah, Beach. Glenelg, and, yeah. You know, so That's you where can, I went, actually. I went yeah. and watched the uh, Samantha O'Brien. She was one of the Iron Women's back in the day. Yep. And she was racing down there in, I think it might have been the Nutrigrain, it was called back then. Yep. The Nutrigrain Iron Woman. Sam yeah. O'Brien, is that? That's uh, Louis Grosmi's mum. Louis Grosmi's mum. Yeah. Shout out to you, Sam. Just, just going back to Liv, why why Liv? Why, why is it named Liv? I'm not exactly sure. Well, we might... I'll tell you why. I did the research oh, on that. <laughs> okay. Liv is the number 54 in Roman numerals. Oh. And on a past 72 course, if you hit it at birdie every hole, that's, you end up with the Live. score 54. Live. 
and wow, that's wow. why they've did it. And they're playing 54 holes in the tournament as well. Oh, so right. Okay. They're not go. doing the four-day oh, tournament. Oh, well done, Brownie. And so, there you go. I heard that. They're going to go shorten it up a oh, bit. Oh, I thought yeah. they might have named it after Sevilla Havili. Oh, well, Liver. Liver. Hey? <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's why Liver, they mate. named it Liver. It's uh, yep. the Roman numeral number 54. But it's going to be a huge spectacle for this country. It's... A $38 million tournament. So the yeah, winner takes home wow. $6 million. Now, they're not short of a of, a, of cash the guy's playing in that, but that's beside the point. But, yeah, it's a, it's a spectacle for golf. So it's a huge we, uh, event. Uh, sorry, I might have missed it, but did we mention our, our man Cam Smith will be out here playing? Yeah, I did. I mentioned he, he was this one of the marquee players because yes. he just won the Masters and... You know, it's uh, it was a big thing. They'd be filthy on him in the PGA, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. Just won the Masters, and he's yeah. straight to live off. Yeah. He's, he's won a major now; they can't take that away from him. But like, I think it's someone made it a comparison to like uh, when when the World Series come in the cricket, and also the Super League come in the rugby league. I mean, the, the establishment's always uh, up in arms, but eventually they should work out some way where they can all work together because mm. you know it's. You well, you, it's a split down the middle. It's going to be a bit too. So problem, it's going to take it? away from the, the the majors now because yeah. the half the good players aren't going to be there. They're not going to be there. That's right. And you want the best players playing in the best events. Yeah, exactly. So it's similar to what about know, the obviously prize our sport. You've put down there um, thirty-eight million, yeah. and the winner takes home six. So it's, it's not a bad payday if you. Yep. Even if you finish your hundredth, you've got to get something out of that thirty-eight, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. So we'll just we'll go into the World Cup and then we'll go back to that other stuff. So. The World Cup starts next week, the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, and it's been a bit mm. of a debacle. I mean, they've there's been question marks raised about FIFA and the corruption, and and it's been proven right that at the time that Seth Blatter was in charge and he was a crook, and half the other half of them now have been shown to be um, not above board, and everything about Qatar is unsuitable for the World Cup. I mean, <laughs> they they had no stadium, so they've had to spend $108 billion just on stadiums. And they're going to... $108 billion. And they're talking about the global footprint of as far as using energy, and they didn't want to do that. But now they're, air con- they're spending $30 billion on air conditioning in the stadiums because it's too hot. It gets to 50 degrees there in the in, <laughs> in summer, so they put it in winter, and now they're clashing with the European League, and there's all people blowing up about it. But anyway, the Aussies, they play... France, they're in the group of death. Listen to this group they're in. They're in the group with France, who are ranked fourth in the world. And they're, they've got Denmark, who's ranked 10th. We've got Tunisia, who's ranked 30th. And we're ranked 38th. So the only game we you know, well, we hopefully we can win them all. But Tunisia is the one we can, can try and uh, shoot for. Whereas Qatar, they're in the opening game. They're ranked 50th in the world. They've only got Netherlands ranked 8th in their group. Then you've got Senegal 18th and Ecuador 44th. So they've been gifted a fair group, and that might have been part of the negotiate the dodgy negotiations. Well, I've always been told it's only a rort if you're not involved. Yeah, true. So, Yeah, and um, I think some of the – I don't know if you've seen the fan facilities. They're pretty ordinary. They've just put all these dongers or demountables out in the middle of the desert. They just You walk out onto dirt. <laughs> yeah. You're paying big money to basically sleep in the dirt. And Terrible. And it's illegal to drink in. So they've had. <laughs> so the fans can't have a drink at the stadium. I think they're trying to work some it's sort of. Be, it's illegal well, to be gay there too. There's been a lot of protests about yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, um, look, their yeah. human rights are, are deplorable. They a lot of um, they they bring in a lot of workers from around the globe there, mm. but they don't look after them. And 37 of them have died making the stadiums for this thing, mm, wow. for, this, for this World Cup. So look, it, yeah, it's a it's a real debacle. But let's hope the Aussies in the the goalie that dances around like he's on the wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope he can save heaps of goals and we can get a couple for ourselves and uh, maybe progress. We've never made it to the round of 16, have we, I don't think. 
No, I don't think we have. We were close. Remember that game against Italy? Um, where yeah. Tim Carr, was it? They end up falling over and they got a penalty. And they, they, they were, in the, were in the round of 16, then that would have put us in the quarters, yeah. but mm. it wasn't to be. Um, another big round in the NFL. Yeah. Boys, um, look, we'll start with yesterday's game. What a cracking game that was. Um, two division rivals, Washington versus Philly, who are undefeated, and uh, the underdog come out on top. And if Washington, uh, Philly started really hot, and you thought, by how many are they going to win by? Mm. But uh, Taylor Heineke, an unfashionable quarterback, just had big, sustained, long drives, took a lot of time off the clock. Mm. Scary Terry, one of the most underrated wide receivers in, in the NFL. He took over. The running game from Washington was hard to stop with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And they just stopped the run of Philly, and, and, and they were good enough to beat them. The un- there's no undefeated teams left in it. Yeah, just we spoke about that last week that the undefeated seasons are, are very rare. There was the last one to do it was the Dolphins in 72 and there's going to be another wait for it. But the coach's emotion, chaps, I don't know if you saw it after the game. He's, yep. he's just Former lost. Chicago Bear, yeah. Yeah, for, he's lost his mum and he got choked up and he said, me mum would be proud. And then the team got together and said, see what it means to the coach. You know, we got out there and we did it for him and we did it for each other and they put their hands together and go family and all that. So, yeah, it's a, it was a real emotional win for them, and it was good. The other game that was good, chaps, game of the season, was mm. the Vikings. Uh, they knocked off... Um, Buffalo the, Bills, yeah. The Buffalo Bills, the high-flying Buffalo Bills. And Justin Jefferson, what a player. He took the catch of the, probably the century. I don't know if you saw it, Brownie. He went oh. up, and the other bloke had it, and he, he brought it down. It was, right he, he up had, over his head. He had no right to catch One-handed. it. One-handed. He, he caught... Similar he, to that group, dude... Uh, Reggie Griffin or Reggie uh, used to catch them. The third. Uh, Ode- Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Odell it, Beckham, it was a very yeah. much they compared yeah. it to that one, Brownie. Yeah, yeah they did. I oh, know he's the bloke. He's um, had a huge day. You got you got Moss, Randy Moss. Randy yeah. Moss was the man for that. The, yeah, the, 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 but Odell I Beckham. Actually, I actually, I actually, one handed catch. I oh, actually did it. watch that game. I was at the I was at the stadium uh, at the gymnasium. Were the Bills in front quite easily? Were they sort of like leading by about 20 points or something? Yeah, they're up by um, a couple of touchdowns, Cut, I think. Yeah, 27-10, I think it was. Yeah. And, and somehow um, they just went bang-bang and, and it was uh, it was a tight game after that. And yeah. Dalvin Cook, big 89-yard touchdown run Yep. on the first drive after points. Yeah, it was huge. It was. They went in with a, a bung elbow, Josh Allen, the, the star quarterback. Mm. They had him throw it 43 times with a bung elbow. Mm. Was that the right tactics? Nah. They've got running backs all over the place. They don't use them. They've got Devin Singletary there. They change up what they're doing. Weren't using him. But Kirk it's Cousins is the quarterback for the Vikings. He's a bit of a journeyman, and he's not in this elite, you wouldn't think, quarterback, you know, like Josh Josh Allen. He's the superstar. You know, mm. he can do it all. And, yep. you know, you'd think, oh, Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins had a pretty good game, and he was putting the ball in the right spot for Justin Jefferson. And mm. 50-50 balls. A couple of times yeah. he was landing them in spots that, you know, only elite quarterbacks can do it. So they're sneaky. Like, we were asking for tips for the Super Bowl now, and they're, I think, they're 8-1 and one for the season. Great defense. Yeah, mm. good defense. They scored a defense. Now, the, one of the funniest Patrick parts Peterson. of the game was they they went to score on the fourth down, and they lo- and they didn't score. The Vikings looked like the game was over, and the Bills just had to, on their own one-yard line, just had to... Had to uh, get the ball and go a couple of yards and they win the game. But Josh Allen fumbled and the Vikings went through and scored a touchdown. It was unbelievable, Chaps. <laughs> <wasn't> it? <laughs> it was. He, well, threw, it, he threw a couple of intercepts too to Patrick yeah. Peterson. One, one of yeah. them is the end zone. Yeah, he didn't have his best game. That's the Josh exciting Allen. part about the NFL. Uh, more often than not, the the win comes down to the last play, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Yeah. The game's set up for that too. It, 
because you can obviously you know work your downs with with the amount of time and timeouts and mm. yeah it's Two just makes it so exciting. It yeah. was well, it was it was Golden Point. Well, not Golden Point Brownie. They don't play Golden Point. They play um, overtime. Overtime and it, well, it is Golden Point really. If, if the if the team that gets possession goes all the way down, scores a touchdown, the game's over. Okay. But if they don't score a touchdown, and kick a field goal, then the other team gets the possession. Gets an opportunity. Gets an opportunity to go down. Okay. And, and if they yeah. kick a field goal, then it goes again. Yeah. But. Do you think that should be introduced well, a, to the NRL as well? well? Um, yeah, there's probably some merit in that, chaps, I think, maybe. But, you know, uh, people love Golden Point for the field goals now. So well, it's A lot of the reasons why the NFL is so close is the way they manage the clock. Mm, that's what I mean. The yeah. rules change the, clo- the longer the time the, the game goes. After the two-minute warning, all the rules change. Yeah. They yeah. don't let the clock leak out. Oh, really? Like, yeah. 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 And so the Bills come down, and, and they talked about this on one of the NFL shows, that they were in position to kick a field goal. And they could have just kicked the field goal and had it and went again, but yeah. they went for the touchdown and he threw an intercept and they lost. So it was it was it was a drama field game, great game. It looks very exciting. Uh, at the NFL. Now last week we talked about Kaepernick and because uh, we talked about the the Justin Fields, mm. how he ran for the most meters in an, uh, a regular season game. Well, we checked and you were right, chaps. You said. Justin Fields, regular season. Kaepernick has got the record, 181 yards in 2013 in a 45-31 win over the Packers in a divisional round game. He threw two touchdowns and ran for two more in his playoff debut. So he was some player. And there was all dramas with Colin Kaepernick because he wouldn't take the knee. And he and people were saying it was... For the dis- national anthem. Dis- yeah. yeah, for the national anthem. And it was disrespectful. But as a result of... Um, I think it was the... the, the the bloke getting uh, suffocated by the police in America. There's been a whole movement about uh, black rights, and uh, and so they should be. And so Colin Kaepernick's sort of been vindicated. Now there's a show on Netflix called Colin in Black and White. If anyone's not aware of this story, and it's been it was quite a good uh, yeah, series, chaps. I binged that in a he was couple like of adopted days. Eh, by white parents. Wasn't he was adopted yeah, by yeah. white parents, and it, it was real. It was a really sad story. I never and, knew all that. Yeah. And Cap, it was it was like a docu series, Brownie. So you haven't watched it yet, but they. It was it was dramatized with a bloke playing Colin, but then at times Colin had come and talk over the top and say, you know, even his own adopted. He's a good parent, baseball player, wasn't he? He, was, he could have he, yeah. he, he 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 was that good a baseballer that he had million dollar contracts and he was going to be a high draft pick, but he stuck to his guns and he said, no, nah, I want to get drafted, and no one wanted him because at the time he was a black mm. quarterback. No mm. one wanted him at the yeah. time. And he mm. said, no, nah, I'm sticking to my guns. And he waited anyway. I won't spoil it, but um, yeah, it was that, that's a good. If you want to watch that on Netflix, watch that one. Just a quick one before we go off the NFL. The first game of um, Sunday was actually in Germany, the first ever game in Germany. Yep. And they took Tom Brady over there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they took on Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. Yep. Um, Tom Brady wasn't the star in that game. He just did his job, but the rest of the team stepped up for once. The running game was there. Defense made a few plays. A couple of the receivers made some plays. Mm. And after the game was over, there 68,000 people there. Nobody left after the game. They played Sweet Caroline. They played all these uh, Take Me Home Country Road. The whole stadium stood there, sung as one with their arms around them. NFL presenters that were there said they've never seen an atmosphere like it Mm. in all the sporting events they've ever been to. These are people who have been in the game for 30 or 40 years. They've never seen an NFL game like it. I couldn't believe it, chaps. I was People in tears at the game just crying on the atmosphere and the emotion. Yeah, I was, I was, I couldn't believe it, chaps. I was watching it, and I, I thought, what, what, what are you waiting for? There's no one. There was a couple. Not of one play- person left. There was a couple of players out there, but they just didn't want to go. And it was just, it just showed how much it meant to that country that they got their first NFL game. Chaps. Tom said it's the best game he's ever played in front, of, best atmosphere he's ever been in front of. Yeah, wow. and, and they just, they soaked it up, and that brings me to because in, in another NFL podcast I was listening to, they said. 
what would be another good country to go to? And um, Colleen Wolf, I think it was, she said, I think Australia. The only problem is, is the de- the travelling and the distance uh, might put everyone off. But what they did with this Germany game, chaps, is the two teams that played have got the bye next week. Yeah, of course. So they've got to have yeah. a long flight home, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. they got the week off and they could do that with Australia. Yeah. And I think, you know... They've played uh, a game here once, have. but it was they've, a trial game, remember? Game. Yes. No, but not a, not a regular no, not season. not a regular season. And so, Trelliant yeah. Stadium, imagine that. Trivia yeah. question, who were the two teams? Uh, I don't know. I think it was... I'm not 100%, but I mean, it was San Diego, um, Chargers, and Denver Broncos. I'm pretty sure. Oh, there you go. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, me, yeah. me dad and my brother went to it. I didn't go to it. Is that, is that how you... Um, how did you become a Bears fan, chaps? I haven't asked you that. Did you just pick someone? Oh, man, know? I just love that 85 Bears team. Oh, um, yeah. On Don Lane's show back then, I used to yeah. just watch the yeah. highlights and That's the a great way that defense used to carry on and basically get to the quarterback. They the, took out nearly every quarterback fridge? on the season. The Fritz the scored, scored, scored the touchdown. Yeah. That was, a, yeah, that was unbelievable. Fridge, yeah. Yeah, that's defensive player, and there was a bit of a blow up there because they had an all time great Walter Payton. Mm. Um, he was a running back, and they forgot about him on the Super Bowl when they won it. The actual last game of the season, he didn't get to carry on the goal line. They give it to, Wal- uh, to the fridge. Yeah. He oh, never wow. ever scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's blown up. Well, the America's games. They, they, went, they went cold on the fridge. They went cold on the fridge, yeah. <laughs> NFL Network does America's games, and they go through each of the Super Bowl seasons. And that one, if you haven't seen it, is one of the best of all. That's why I know about the 72 Dolphins as well. Cause and they're doing another the, one now on the yeah. 2000 Ravens, who's the second best team of all time, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Yep. No, they're, they're sensational. They do a really good job, NFL Network. And that one, when uh, just because they go through and they, get, they pick th- two or three players from the season and they interview them and they overlay it with all the footage and uh, they're, they're sensational documentaries and that, that one I, this is one of the best of all time that that they, they thought they were going to win it and there's a lot of personalities and there's a whole lot of other stories backstories that went with the season other than the Fridge score and the touchdown in uh, in overtime not overtime or in, in, re- in the regular time uh, we'll wrap it up but the Poms were too good for Pakistan in the T20 World Cup um, chaps we were talking about how there's no grog for the for the <laughs> Over in Qatar, and I think the the champagne come out, and the the two players for England uh, abstained and walked off. <laughs> um, oh well, yeah. So, well, you know, each to their own. Well, there was eighty other eighty thousand other people there who were on the on the drink anyway. But um, yeah, well, maybe not. Well, the was mainly Pakistanis, and I think a lot of those. Are, oh, there's was, plenty was, of army army there. Don't, don't yeah, worry about that. Like, true. Two great um, teams that have got great followings by their fans, and they travel all around the world to to come and watch them play. But didn't the Poms play well in that semi and the, oh, and the yeah, final? They did. Ben Stokes, especially that semi. Yeah, Ben the Stokes was just unbelievable. Went wild. He was a uh, he's an all rounder. He hit the winning runs, and it was redemption because. Back in the, I think it was the 2016 World Cup, they were beaten by the West Indies. He was the bowler, mm. and they hit six, uh, four sixes in a row off his bowling to win the uh, World Cup. So, yeah, yeah, he got one back on him. Uh, not so much the West Indies, but he got one uh, World Cup uh, yeah. well, back. They, they <clears throat> like you said, in the semi, when they beat, beat um, India, they silenced the crowd there. And those, those two openers, the ball was just coming off the bat unbelievable. Yeah. They never got a wicket, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> None from 170. Yeah. And then in the final, the Pakistanis just going around the crowd, they're all shattered. But as you would be, you're going to watch your team in a World Cup and they just got battered and they were never going to win that either. Well, so. we'll speak A bit of redemption from the Poms after being knocked out of the Rugby League yes. World Cup. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And, uh, and we're talking about just one of them players who didn't um, – uh, take part in the festivities and the celebrations. One of the bowlers, he, he was outstanding. He was very instrumental in winning. Yeah, Rashid. 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 Yeah, or Rashid, yeah. Yeah, he was good. He yeah. was good. And also Moen Ali, he's the captain, I think, isn't he? Yeah. So, um, 
Uh, yeah, well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks to our sponsors again. Leave us a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And we'll be back to recap the World Cup final. World Cup final next week. And there's other, a lot of other stuff going on. And the so, Rabbitohs are yeah. back at training as well. So Yep, we've got a bit of Rabbitohs mail. That'll be on the members channel only, guys. See you there. See you, guys.